670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Thursday. I had to double check this morning because it felt like a Wednesday because we had Monday off. And I'm oh, like, no, true. wait a minute. Today is Hometown Breakfast Eve. And it's June. <laughs> it is June 1st. We're uh, halfway through the year. Almost halfway through well, the year. Well, we had about It'll another month. End of June. Yeah, end of June. Yeah. Um, coming up here for you uh, once again this morning, we begin talking today uh, about something we have talked about every day for about the last 10 days. It's almost like the movie Groundhog Day. Talking about uh, the budget, debt ceiling, we move another day closer to either A, (laughs) getting the debt ceiling increased, or B, the country going into default. Well, they did vote for it yesterday. They did vote in the House. It still must go to the Senate, still must pass the Senate. There are still um, amendments. That will be added, which will piss people off. Well, probably no more than the whole thing already has. Cause people to possibly in the Senate not vote for it, depending on what amendments are added to the bill. Yesterday, late last night, debt ceiling uh, vote was taken in the House, and it passed very easily. I liked how uh, apparently nonpartisan it was, though. It really was. Because you had a bunch of people on both sides voting yes and a bunch of people on both sides voting no. Final vote was 314 to 117, so it really wasn't close at all. A majority of the GOP conference backed the legislation, 149 votes. But it was the 165 Democrats who helped ensure passage as 71 conservatives ultimately voted no. 46 Democrats also voted no. Four lawmakers, two Republicans, and two Democrats did not vote. Now, the Senate... Some of the people who didn't vote until it was clear that it was going to pass voted no just so they could say, wow, there were things I didn't like about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So much of this is so political. Yeah, a lot of it's grandstanding, too. Yeah, Uh, and and when I say political, political grandstanding, so that when the next election comes up and say, hey, look, this is what I voted for. I voted just like you guys wanted me to. And you make a good point. Political and grandstanding are pretty entwined. So what happens next? Proposal heads to the Senate, where both Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell have said that they want to move quickly to approve it, um, even as soon as possibly even Thursday or Friday. Which, by the way, they probably want to do it Thursday or Friday, which is today or tomorrow, yeah, the so that the they can go home for the weekend. <laughs> the earlier, the better. Although, why they would you know ad- adopt that policy now is puzzling. Well, usually they don't have a gun to their head. True, they have a gun to their head this time because Janet Yellen says if this is not signed by the president <laughs> on Monday, then the country will default. Say that gives me an idea for the future. No, no. It <laughs> Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen estimated that the government will run out of cash to pay all of its bills beginning on Monday. That's what uh, is called so-called X date for default. As if we use cash. The bill would keep non-defense spending flat in fiscal 2024 and increase levels by 1% in fiscal 2025. There are a few people 
some of those in the Senate that think that that's absolutely ridiculous that you keep also defense spending uh, at, where, at levels where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And to a certain point, they may be right because we have given so much money to the Ukraine that some of our military has been decimated because we can't keep up with the need for some of the stuff that we've been giving away for the last two years. Decimated. Right now, if we got into another war, we probably couldn't couldn't have another war because we don't have enough, according, according to the military, we don't have enough yeah. in reserve to fund another battle. Say if something broke out with China all of a sudden and we had to support, mm-hmm. you know, Korea, South Korea, we would have a hard time, more than likely we would have to go, they would have to go to Congress and say, we need billions of dollars more because we've given a lot of our reserve military budget and things like drones. Yeah, what, practically 1%? To Ukraine. So... I don't know if that's going to be a sticking point. It doesn't sound like when you have both minority and majority leaders saying that they want to pass this quickly, probably going to be overcome, even though you have the hyperbole of some saying, this will absolutely not get my vote because there's not enough military spending. <laughs> Again, we spend, what was it? We spend more than the next 10 countries combined. Combined, yeah. But I guess that's what you get to do when you get to be the policeman of the world. Right. But I, I think we're ready for whatever comes along. Hopefully it will get done Monday and then for no other reason than we can quit talking about this. At least. We could quit right now if we want it. For almost two years. Well, we could quit talking about it if you want to talk about, quit talking about, you know. We, we can talk about One it. of the most important things going on in the country right now. We can just table it until it comes up again, which it will. In 2025. It always does. Yeah. So this, this I, I guess the good news is that this would take anything off, you know, candidates who would be running in the next election uh, because this would be done. Next budget debt ceiling increase wouldn't have to be voted on until January of 2025, which means all the Congress would have to hit the ground running in, after the elections in 2024 mm. because that would be the first thing that would have to be looked at. Doesn't sound like them, does it? No. <laughs> it would have been nice if they just said, hey, let, let's let's put this a couple of months out and approve it actually for two years, not almost two years. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Boise State football schedule finalized. A couple of the TV times were announced as of yesterday. You'll be happy to know. Um that we only have a couple of games during the week this year and none of them on Thursday, which is always good news for people who like to go to work or go to school on Friday. (laughs) It's also some day games. We'll get into that, um, let you talk about that, see what the schedule says, where some of those TV games are going to be. There has already been uh, announced a primetime daytime football game on national television. So it'll be one of the prime games of the day. We'll talk about that and more coming up here for you this morning. Also, Ada County property tax assessments have been mailed out. You may have already received yours. Have you received your? Or you don't get one. No, Sorry. I don't get one. Um, 
my landlord gets it. They were mailed out early this week um, and up until yesterday. So um, they are either in the mail or you should receive them. Some people probably have already received them. Love to hear from you what, what you're seeing. Assessments apparently have gone down in some areas by as much as 20%. Really? The value of your house has dropped 20%, which is good news because... Well, it's good news for paying taxes, not for selling your house. Yeah. Well, but but your assessment means nothing when it comes to selling your house. Well, true. uh, You can still sell it for whatever you want. value of your house is based on comps in your neighborhood, not what the... Ada County Assessor assesses yeah. your value at your home. Ada County Assessor's value valuation is just for tax purposes. That's it. And the good news part of that is if your tax assessment goes down, means uh, how much you're going to pay in taxes is probably going to go down too. Not guaranteed because that's not always tied together either. However, we do have property tax rebate coming your way this year, which means less in property taxes thanks to the uh, Idaho legislature. But uh, love to hear uh, what your assessments are showing. If, you, if you've received yours so far, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Love to hear from you this morning. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. It's time for a check on uh, what's going on in sports. Our first update this morning, as usual, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Open up at 7, day, at 7 a.m., seven days a week. Seven till two. We'll be there in two weeks, by the way, for mm. the hometown breakfast. That'll be our final one of the springtime, and we'll invite you to come on out. A couple of things are going to be debuting that weekend. They've got a whole new menu coming your way, plus a brand new soup that they'll be debuting. Maybe a soup you've never heard of before. We'll tell you more as that comes up, but if you want to get in for <laughs> believe, a... Believe me, I've heard of it several times. Great breakfast. Get out to Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. The Seattle Mariners trying to stay at 500 ball, taking on the New York Yankees again last night. Another look at second base. Now the pitch. Swing, line drive, right field. They should do it. Caballero's coming to third base, and he can crawl home. This is all the way up to the wall, and Cal Raleigh wins it in the 10th inning for the Mariners. One to nothing, the Mariners take down the Yankees tonight in Seattle. Man, a big one on Cairo Radio. Cal Raleigh coming through. And the Mariners beat the Yankees one nothing. They did it in 10 innings. What does this do now for the Seattle Mariners? They're two games above 500 and six and a half games out of first place. Texas Rangers still tops in the AL West at 35 and 20, while the Mariners are 29 and 27. Let's switch gears and talk a little basketball. Remember former Boise State basketball player Ryan Watkins? He's one of 10 players currently playing professionally. He's overseas, just finishing his second season in Japan. Here's Bob Beeler. Watkins averaged 15 points and 12 rebounds for the Saitama Broncos this season. He led the league in rebounding as well. He announced this week he's going to return for a third season. The team is really professional. Like They take care of my family, and that's one of the biggest things for me is like making sure my family is comfortable. Coach is cool. You know, very much so a player's coach. The GM always takes care of us. So like, it's just it's just a really good situation for me and my family. Watkins' best game was an 18-point, 30-rebound effort. It was the first time in his career at any level Watkins got 30 rebounds. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And I'm Rick Worthington. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
623. Good morning. He is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Uh, remember, more than listening, you can always take part in the show if you would like at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Idaho Steelheads uh, know who they are going to be playing for the ECHL championship. After claiming the Western Conference Championship, Idaho Steelheads will be going up against the Florida Everblades. I, I think if, uh, from, from what I'm hearing, they must be really happy that they're playing Florida, even though that's a long ways to travel. Um, not near as long as uh, traveling to play Newfoundland. Wow. It was going to cost another $100,000 per flight really? to travel to Newfoundland over Florida. It's also colder. I don't know if it's that much. Well, I mean, it's cold, cooler this time of this time of year. I don't think cold weather enters into well, it. Good point. It is June, and um, you have to have your you know, your passport up to date to go to, to Newfoundland. But the the fact is, I think uh, what is it about sixty percent of the team are from Canada anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think most of them already have their passport. Um, the first round of the playoffs. Idaho had the best record in the league, so that means they get home ice advantage. That first game will be happening tomorrow night, Idaho Central Arena. And then uh, Sunday night will be game two. We have tickets to Saturday night's game this morning for you to win. Just listen here to News Talk KBOI, Casper and Chris. Lock in your speed dial, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, and uh, you'll have a chance to win tickets to Saturday night's game. Second game, Sunday night. 4-10, puck drop, 7-10 on Saturday night. And then uh, after the first two games, they will move to Florida. Where does I, I have to look up where the Everblades play. The fact that they're called the Everblades would kind of lead you to believe somewhere in South Florida, right? Uh, yeah, near the Everglades. City. I don't know which city it is that they are located in. But I have to Let's look see. Up. I'm, I'm looking it up now. They play at Hertz <laughs> Arena. But they so would. Uh, it hurts when you go. Uh, they're in Cape Coral, Fort Myers. Okay, so South Florida. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, June seventh, would be uh, the next game, followed by a game Friday and Saturday, if needed. And then they would re- return home if needed for game six and seven, Tuesday, June thirteenth, and Wednesday, June fourteenth, to Idaho Central Arena. So. All set, ready to go. Like I said, we are going to be giving away tickets once again this morning. So if you would like to uh, get a chance to go to the game, the games have been absolutely packed, by the way. Um, this is a way, if the game is a sellout, that you're guaranteed to at least go. So make sure you're listening in. Nate Shellman will have more tickets for you coming up this afternoon. And I believe we might even have some tickets tomorrow morning for our hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. You can make plans to join us once again tomorrow morning, 6 until 10. We'll be at the Griddle in Nampa, the newest griddle. They have only been open for a short time, so we'll be in Nampa um, once again on Cleveland Boulevard, just a little bit down from the Karcher Mall, so it's easy to get to for everybody. Hope to see you there tomorrow morning. We've got concert tickets we're giving away, hockey tickets to give away, and really, really good uh, breakfast. So if you've mm-hmm. been to a griddle before, it, it's the same as the other griddles, just a new location. And you and I loved what we got at the griddle in Eagle oh, yeah. when we were there last month. 
So really yeah, looking I, I forward had, to this. I had no complaints whatsoever. Yeah, and I live in Nampa. Hadn't had a chance to uh, stop in at the griddle yet, so I'm looking forward to uh, trying it out. Hometown Breakfast, once again, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. All gets underway tomorrow morning. Hope to see you there beginning at uh, 6 o'clock. I believe the griddle in Nampa will open up at 7, just like all the rest of them do. But um, if you remember the last time, people started showing up That's a few true. minutes early, and they did let you in and, and, <laughs> and sit down. So if you want to show up a little bit early, hope to see you tomorrow morning. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 632, phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us if you want to take part in the show. Uh, email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. 55 degrees in downtown Boise. A little cooler this morning. Played a little uh, bit of golf yesterday uh, afternoon. Man, that temperature dropped really fast when that uh, cold front mm. came in. I think it was like within a matter of five minutes, it dropped 10 to 15 degrees. That's how cold fronts work. And I mean, it just really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a little bit of rain. We we made it through. I thought we were going to get uh, poured on again, but uh, like we did on. Did anybody uh, in your group say? I don't think the really heavy stuff's going to come down for at least another hour. If uh, if it had started raining any harder, probably somebody would have used that. Have you ever? You played? always get a, a quote from Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Have you ever golf. played a round of golf in your life where somebody didn't quote Caddyshack at some point? Yeah. Um. Usually it it. it I don't get it from people that I golf with on a regular basis. Really? However, uh, if I I am golfing with people that I don't golf with very often, it's like usually something from that movie. It's very quotable, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's in the hole. (laughs) It's in the hole. Cinderella story about to become (laughs) Masters champion. Yeah. Uh, By the way, coming up tomorrow, keep in mind, it is Friday. I know people lose track of time when we have a three-day weekend, uh, but we've got a KBOI sweet deal coming your way, coming up tomorrow morning. As a matter of fact, we have a a couple of them going on. Um, First of all, Cascade Raft and Kayak, only 30 minutes from downtown Eagle. Some of the best rafting you're going to find in the state of Idaho. And tomorrow, it's half price, 9 a.m. You can get a $68 gift certificate to spend just $34 is all it's going to cost you. It's half price. Now, it's valid for the Rush Half Day Lower South Fork rafting trip. So if you want to take a half day and raft on the payette, you can spend it on that. Now, if, if you want a little more, maybe you want to go for a full day rafting trip, um, you can take your $68 gift certificate. That can be used toward any other rafting trip available from Cascade Raft and Kayak. All right, so that's one of our sweet deals. The other sweet deal, these go so well together because you have to travel through Horseshoe Bend to get to your rafting with Cascade Raft and Kayak. Mm -hmm. And when you travel through either going or coming back, you might want to stop for dinner. Lockinghorns Riverside, located right on the Payette River for Riverside Dining in Horseshoe Bend. Has a special tomorrow, $50 gift certificate for their great food. And it's only going to cost you $25. One of the very few places you can actually sit on the patio that overlooks the Payette River and uh, enjoy your food. And it really is good food. Burgers, pizza, other Idaho favorites. Wide uh, variety of options, including steaks, finger steaks, things like that. Uh, once again, uh, you can take advantage of that deal coming up here tomorrow morning. 
9 o'clock sharp. You go to KBY.com, just click on that sweet deal link, and you'll be in. Just do it a couple minutes before 9 o'clock. Uh, first come, first serve. Limited number available. Um, both, we've, this is the first time we've ever done uh, the Locking Horns Riverside Restaurant, but you remember in the past we have done uh, the Cascade Raft and Kayak. True. Yeah. Sells out fast. People love their outdoor activities on the water, cooling down during the summer. So take advantage of those. There's also deals available right now if you want to check those out. You don't have to wait till Friday. Once again, just go to KBOI.com. Click on sweet deal link listen to kboi online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 640-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We mentioned a little bit earlier this morning that uh, new assessments are coming out. These are not your tax bills. These are just your assessments. Tax bills will not be due till later this year. Uh, but just curious, uh, what are your thoughts on your tax assessment? If you have received yours, they've gone out in the mail. You should, if you haven't received yours, be getting it uh, next few days, maybe by early next week. Here, I'll start it off. It's too high, <laughs> um, but even though they're, they're dropping. A bit. Yeah, a dropping uh, quite a bit in some instances, depending on which neighbor you, uh, or neighborhood you live in. Um, Sheldon C. Uh, writes in on the news. You guys keep playing that there's mention of our assessed property values going down this year and some tax burden going from residential to commercial. Does that mean our residential property tax is actually going to go down this year? Asking for a friend. Sure, Sheldon. You're the friend you're asking. No, for. no, no. Uh, value goes down. Taxes don't. Well, that's not necessarily true. It feels true. It feels true, but there have been times in the past, and I'll go right back to 2009, 2010, 2011, when property taxes did go down, and in some instances, quite a bit. But if you remember right, I I don't think I want to see that happen again, where housing values dropped by $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 over that time period. Now, granted, we've got all that back, but you know, people who buy their houses and then want to sell it three years later yeah. have to come up with two, three hundred thousand dollars extra to get out of the house. Just wasn't a good feeling for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I do, have to give you two hundred thousand dollars just to sell tell. my house? That's where you, you find out what equity you don't have, and that's when you start to sweat. <laughs> Hence the name. Um, uh, other uh, emails, uh, if you want to get in, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. This one uh, came in after the show, and it makes a good point. James in Garden City said, we were talking yesterday, um, we received an email from somebody who lived um, over, was it Coburn, Oregon? Yeah, uh, Coburg. By Eugene. Yeah, Coburg, there you go. And he'd been listening to the show, loves how we talk about you know Boise, and and he's very he said very very conservative. Doesn't like the politics, and is thinking of rooting up his family after living in his entire life in that area and uh, bringing them here to Boise. And we just ask, what would you tell this guy? And we got a, a large majority of people say, "Hey, come, you're yeah. you want this type of politics? That's what you need to do." James writes in uh, said, "I would caution your Oregon man." That the callers uh, that called into your program do not represent a true cross section of local political opinion. He might want to listen to or watch some of the more liberal TV stations and radio stations to get a cross section of views. So he's warning him that Idaho might be way too liberal. I think there are poor. I, like I said, and I told him this in the email. If you if you want to move and you want to see conservative values, 
There are plenty of areas in Idaho that you can move to and get that. The city of Boise, the city of uh, Ketchum and Sun Valley area, and the city of Coeur d'Alene are probably not those areas, those cities that you're going to move to and um, have the values across board line up with yours, more than likely. However, if you want to go very close to Boise, Canyon County is considered one of the second reddest counties in the entire nation. Yeah. So there are areas that you can find that you will find like-minded people if that's what you're looking for. But he's not, I mean, James isn't wrong. If all you listen to is KBOI, we're, we're a pretty conservative talk radio station across yeah. the board. I'm not just talking about our show or Nate's show. If you listen all day and, and into the night, as he said that he sometimes does, Speak, you're speaking gonna, of, you're going to find that. Speaking of which, Billy wrote in to say, I lived in Oregon and was going to move to Idaho until I heard that Shelman feller. <laughs> then I hightailed it as far as I could. <laughs> Uh, I like how he's termed that Sheldon. Sheldon. Shelman Feller. Or Shel- did he say Sheldon or Shelman? Shelman. He did say Shelman. Okay. Yeah, he got it right. The Shelman Feller. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Speaking of Oregon politics, we will talk a little about Oregon politics, uh, at least give you an update of a story that we talked about a few weeks ago. Believe it or not, it's still going on and there's no end coming talking about legislature being able to meet and vote on bills because you have a cross-section of Republicans who aren't showing up, so they don't have a quorum. Yeah, it's still going on. (laughs) We'll talk about that coming up here for you, too. Right now, time for a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. They open up in 15 minutes. You want to uh, try and get an idea of what you would like for breakfast this morning? Check out their menu. Once again, go to the Pork Belly idaho.com you have to have the on the front of it if you want to check out their menu all new menu coming soon who knows we could be debuting at the week that we are broadcasting for our hometown breakfast but the new menu is coming soon we'll update you on that and a whole lot more but don't forget they open for breakfast in 15 minutes game one of the nba finals is tonight when the miami heat head to denver to take on the nuggets jimmy butler is the big gun for the miami heat and he says team defense is going to be big tonight Guarding him as a team with all five guys, you know, he does everything so well. And um, we're going to have to be in the gaps. We're going to have to gain rebound. You know, we can't have defensive lapses, and we're just going to have to get after it. I think at the end of the day, um, he's a major key, as DJ Khaled would say. And um, we're going to have to lock in. And Butler said he'll be ready for tonight's game. I would like to say that I'm never rattled. Um, I'm, I'm very calm. I'm very consistent in everything that I do, whether it's before the game, after the game, during the game. And I think when, when my guys look at me like that, they follow suit in every single way. And I, I love that about them because they're never shook. No matter what, we could be down. Um, people could think that we're out. And all of a sudden, it's like they're right back in this thing. And it's because we do the same thing every day. We love being around one another. We want to see each other succeed. We really do enjoy when each other play well, and um, we're going to continue to do that. Never going to get rattled, and we're going to see where we end up. Once again, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat will take on the Denver Nuggets. Game one of the NBA Finals is tonight from Denver. The Nuggets are a nine-point favorite going into tonight's game. I'm Rick Worthington.
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.56, a little cooler this morning than what we've seen so far this week at 55 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless you want to email us, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. As mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, the uh, new tax assessments for Ada County are out, mailed out earlier this week. You uh, either should have them in your mail, gotten them already, or they could be coming in within the next couple of days. Just want to hear from you um, uh, across the board. Uh, you've, you're going to probably see lower assessments because of the value of homes going down over the last year. What are you seeing? Go ahead and call us or email us on what you're seeing with yours if you want to share that this morning. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also uh, text us, 208 336 That's our main text number. Stick around. We have tickets on the way for you for the Idaho Steelhead Saturday night game. Idaho Central uh, Arena are going to be playing the uh, Florida Ever Blades. Not the Florida Everglades, the Florida Ever Blades in the first game of the ECHL Championship. First time uh, in, what, 13 years that mm-hmm. uh, the Steelheads have played for the championship. Something of that nature. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like that <laughs> it hadn't been quite that long, but apparently it has. Um, so far this year, they have uh, showed that they are the best in the league. That doesn't always come to fruition during the playoffs, but as of right now, they have a chance to uh, show that they really are the best by winning the championship, and it gets underway this weekend, Saturday and Sunday games at Idaho Central Credit Arena, and we will have tickets we're giving away once again this morning. Nate Shellman has them this afternoon. We'll have more tickets coming your way uh, on your way tomorrow. Also, also coming up for you, another chance. Uh, if you guys like great food, here's your chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean, which, by the way, has Great food. Seafood, you got uh, steaks, chicken, hamburgers, uh, just absolutely fantastic food. They are highly rated, located on Eagle Road in Meridian. And all you have to do is answer our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question this morning. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Wanted to make uh, sense of this crazy market that we're in right now. Is a good time to sell, good time to buy. They can help you through the process. 208-888-4128. Our question today, during... World War II, a man got a Medal of Honor for saving 500 Marines who were trapped by Japanese forces during a World War II battle. Sadly, he died in the process. However, he did win the Medal of Honor. Our question for you today is, which branch of the military did this man serve in? Should be able to narrow this down, and I will give you a hint. All right, so you can completely take away Space Force. Yeah, what a great hint. <laughs> Space Force didn't exist in World War II. But um, which mil? I mean, you, you only have so many choices, right? So should be an easy one to answer coming up after 8, about 8.20 this morning. We'll give you a chance to answer uh, once again, which branch of the military did this guy serve in for saving five, while well, he saved 500 uh-huh. Marines and got the Medal of Honor. If you know that answer, stick around. Coming up after 8, we'll give you a chance to answer and win and get that $50 gift gift certificate to Land Ocean. News is coming up next at the uh, top of the hour, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in, you can also email us or text us, same as our main number. 
For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A man is accused of punching a teenager several times at Lakeview Golf Course. Meridian police say Jesse Howdyshell was drunk when he attacked the boy Saturday. Now, it's not clear why he punched him, and we also don't know the extent of the boy's injuries. We do know why he punched him. He was drunk. Oh, yeah. I do. I did have questions before I found out that he was drunk. As the, the guy who punched this 15-year-old teenager is 36 years old. Okay. Why? I mean, before I found out that he was drunk, it's like, because, because I play golf. I I have never been so upset on a golf course that I have wanted to punch somebody other than wanting to punch myself for a bad shot that I took. You're just not that close to other people to get into a physical or verbal op, uh, altercation in most instances on a golf yeah. course. Uh, apparently, once in a while, you are, though. Well, apparently, in this situation, I still have questions. Even though the guy was drunk, what... In the what wide, the, yeah, wide what, world of what, sports caused him to think it would be good to punch a 15-year-old. Well, I, th- I think uh, deciding whether something is the right or wrong thing to do when you're really drunk is kind of out the window. But uh, you can be provoked by a 15-year-old because they, you know, do that. Considering I had at one point in raising seven kids, uh, 15-year-old seven different times, you're not wrong. Yeah. There were plenty of times that I wanted to punch a 15-year-old, but they were my own kids. Once again... And you didn't actually punch them. No. Once again, the key fact of this case is he was drunk. Yeah. Not an excuse, by the way. Not right. not in any way, shape, or form an excuse. Right. Violence is... Uh... I still want to know what got him... To the point that he punches a 15-year-old kid, and I don't know if we're ever going to hear the facts of the case. I'm trying to decide whether to say violence is never the answer or violence is rarely the answer. What would have been awesome here is if that 15-year-old kid kicked the hell out of a 36-year-old drunk guy. Which may have been possible had he been, you know, punching back. Yeah. People, as I recall uh, from times when I was around people who were fairly drunk, they're not the best fighters in the world. No. However, and I will say, because I remember when I was 15 years old, there's no way I would get in a fight with an adult because I would have just thought, and I was a big kid, Yeah, I would have just thought I would have got my butt kicked. Yeah. But I still have questions. Well, you usually do. But the biggest one was answered when we heard that he was drunk. Right. Boise State football schedule has uh, been finalized. A few of the TV teams or TV times, rather, have been announced. Saturday, September 2nd. Boise State will either get a big jump on possibly uh, making it into the top 25 or not. (laughs) Well, good. Now we know that. They play uh, Washington Uh at Seattle. Nationally televised game, primetime televised game, one thirty in the afternoon. Does Washington have anybody coming back or anything? Uh, yeah, they have a Heisman oh. Trophy uh, quarterback returning. Their two best receivers, uh, really good offense, and there's talk they could possibly be ranked in the top 10 at the beginning of the season when Boise State plays. 
That's why I said if you play at Seattle against Washington and if Boise State can somehow figure out a way to pull out a win, it would be huge for the rest of the season. Huge, possibly miraculous. Yeah, uh, because Washington uh, is uh, has a lot of players coming back. Boise State has a lot of offensive players coming back, but the strength of Washington's team is the weakness of Boise State's team because we just don't know how good the defense is going to be because of how much that was lost this year. A couple of uh, those players lost are now playing in the NFL. Saturday, September 9th, Boise State will uh, take on University of Central Florida here at home. Hmm. That will be on FS1. That'll be cool. Yep. North Dakota State. You ready for this one? All right. It, it's hard to start drinking. It's not impossible, but it's hard to start drinking and tailgating at 8 o'clock in the morning. Not impossible. I've sounds seen it like a, before. Sounds like a challenge to me. North Dakota comes to town, uh, and that game will be at 10 a.m. State? This says North Dakota. So I'm guessing it's just North Dakota, okay. not North Dakota State. That will be on FS1. Then on Friday, September 22nd, could be one of the uh, big Mountain West games of the year, San Diego State. At San Diego State, that game will be uh, 8.30 p.m. 30th, Memphis. At Memphis, Seattle, or, uh, Boise State has a tough schedule yeah. this year. <laughs> if they can Washington, get through, Memphis, Central Florida. Yeah, if they can get the, through the first five games of the year with only one loss, they're going to be looking good. But there's a possibility they could lose half or more of their games. And, and the Dakota teams, they're all uh, a division down, but they're all good. They're, yeah, they're, they're usually very that good. That could be one of those, you know, what they call a trap game. Yeah. Uh, they finish out the season, uh, Wyoming. At home, Fresno State, at Fresno State, at home versus New Mexico, at Utah State, and uh, versus Air Force on Friday, November 24th. The uh, third straight season, Boise State will play a contest at 10 a.m. in the morning, as we mentioned. It doesn't seem like you should be watching football at 10 a.m. I, but they will be. I beg to differ. I've done that my whole life. But <laughs> well, but I mean, usually it was we're watching a, it, it was, at 10, yeah, I, at 10 as, a.m. I was going to say, time. it was, it was yeah. usually an East Coast game. Yeah. Right? This is a home game that starts at 10 o'clock in the yeah, morning. that's a good point. Remember how we used to complain that uh, we don't like those 8 and 8.30 p.m. kickoff time? Well, plus Congratulations, the, you got plus your wish. The, the, the pregame show starts five hours ahead of time, yeah. so it's a 5 a.m. <laughs> pregame show. Uh, um. Boise State has plenty of other day games on the schedule. Washington opener I mentioned at 1.30. Um, they also finish uh, the season at home against Air Force at 2 in the afternoon. Broncos have other games versus UCF and Utah State that kick off at 5. They have no games that kick off right as of right now after 6 p.m. That usually changes, but yep. cool. Yep. I take that back. I, li- I like a nice early evening. Take that back. Friday, September 22nd, they travel to San Diego f- for a game that starts at 8.30. 8.30 Mountain? Uh, it just says 8.30. My guess would be, I hope it's Mountain. Even that Otherwise, would be, yes. it would be 9.30. Yeah. 7.30 Pacific. So yeah. that's good. And they have another uh, Black Friday game again this year. Uh, kicks off 2 p.m., and that's the Air Force game, which could come cool. down to deciding who gets to go to the uh, playoffs. Anyway, that's the uh, updated schedule. Um, I am so jacked. We're still, what? Over three months away from the season, but I can't just, wait. Just win, baby. That's all we want. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, let's get another check on sports here for you once again this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. They are open. Get in for hip drips, coffee, drinks, or breakfast. You can get either one. Don't forget, 
get through that drive-thru for your coffee, drive-thru only for coffee, but you don't even have to get out of your car, Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. Hockey fans in Boise have got to be pretty excited about what's coming up this weekend as the Idaho Steelheads will host Game 1 of the Kelly Cup Finals. And the Steelheads have been so good because their goalie, Adam Scheel, has been so good. And his teammate, Everett Sheen, talked about Scheel and how good he's been between the posts. Uh, he's just playing confident. You know, he, he's playing well, he's moving well, he's making the saves that uh, he needs to make. And then all, obviously the, the scrambled ones. Uh, where you know he's got to make a second, third off uh, save, and you know he's been. I'm running out of adjects as well. He's he's been on fire, and hopefully he keeps going. You know when your when your goalie's confident, you got a confident group ahead in, in front of him, and you know they play some some solid hockey, and you know just uh, keep it going. Once again, game one of the Kelly Cup Finals here in Boise. It's happening on Saturday night. Puck will drop at 7:10 p.m. Game two will also be here in Boise, played earlier on Sunday at 4:10 p.m. Switching gears to basketball, Ryan Watkins. Remember him from Boise State 2010 to 2014? He just finished his second year playing professionally in Japan. Watkins announced this week he will return to the Saitama Broncos, where he averaged 15 points, 12 rebounds, and shot 57%. He led the league in rebounding and says the style of play in Japan suits him. I think the pace, it's quick, but it's also kind of slow because a lot of the imports are bigger. But the Japanese players are very fast. They play very, very intensely. So it's kind of you kind of get got to get a feel for it when you first get over here. It's a, it's a different type of type of game. But you know, I enjoy it. I like it. It suits me very well. Watkins is in his ninth professional season since graduating from Boise State in 2014. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI, and I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721. Here are my dates with us this morning. Talk about your money. Dow futures are down 83 so far this morning. Uh, Dow was down uh, yesterday. Just curious, Jeremiah. So we got good news. It looks like the debt ceiling is going to be increased past the House easily. Uh, the Senate says that the majority leader, minority leader said that they are currently working to get it passed quickly in the Senate. Biden has said he is going to sign it. So we have that good news. Uh, also the good news, it seems like coming out yesterday that the Fed might be pausing interest rate hikes on the next time that they're able to do that. Yet the stock market uh, continues to react to the downside. What's going on? Yeah, well, we got a couple things going on. You had some, mainly it was the ADP private uh, payroll report came in much higher, higher than anticipated. So although you do have some Fed members, particularly Philip Jefferson, who's the nominated vice chair, who historically has echoed the views of Chair Jerome Powell. He came out and said that it's likely that they that they might not increase rates in June. They might pause and kind of see how the data comes through. But the counter the counter to that is strong, more strong economic data. So you have private payrolls report from ADP released today. It was anticipated that 180,000 jobs were added last month. That number came in at almost 280,000. So almost 100,000 or 100,000 jobs over that number. So now we have the uh, official payroll report tomorrow that will be released. If that number comes in extremely higher, much higher than anticipated, I think the market's going to be a little bit unnerved. So I, right now, what we're seeing is kind of a wait and see because 
it's almost but certain that this debt bill is going to pass. I think that uncertainty or any woes, that, that's kind of put to the wayside, even though that worst case scenario was never priced into the markets to begin with. It was always the kind of the anticipation that a deal would get done. So now the com- so now the view shifts, kind of like I said yesterday, to what has been hovering over the market for the past year, year and a half is Federal Reserve, uh, economic data, inflation. But we're still, I mean, and here's the thing, the Federal Reserve has been pretty clear about they want to see a softening labor market um, that's really going to be one of the key drivers of their policy-making decisions. So if you have a private payroll p- report that obviously came in much higher than anticipated, if you get the jobs report that uh, tomorrow that comes in higher than anticipated, that tune might change and you will likely see a quarter of a rate percent hike, a uh, quarter of 1% rate hike here in June. But I mean, hey, first month, the first trading day of the new month, I think it's going to trade relatively flat based on what that economic data is tomorrow. But if you look at last month, it's quite interesting if the the trends have completely reversed this year from last year energy was the high flyer and technology was in the toilet that is completely flipped if you look at the main i guess sectors so far this year energy has been getting beat up and technology due to the the growth in nvidia ai i mean you have google up 14 percent last month um apple was up uh i think seven percent microsoft up seven percent so again technology leading the way thus far this year so real quickly it, it might be insulated from some volatility even if we get hot economic data real quickly um standard and poor i know is up uh, quite a bit as of this year but is it troubling that the standard and poor is up so much and it's based on so few companies being up it's not a broad across the board increase in standard and poor is that is that a problem no, I wouldn't say it's a problem. I think it just speaks more to the investment philosophy of being diversified because you just, you never know what sector is going to grow. Cause if you were to chalk up all the headwinds that the market has seen this year, hot economic data, continue high inflation, raising of interest rates, bank failures, a looming debt ceiling, those are all dynamics that would lead to likely a large sell off. But that's not the case. You have the NASDAQ and these technology companies really driving these these major indexes of the US and bottom line is it's a market. You still have innovation. You still have companies that are profitable despite all these things that I just said. This is why you stay invested. This is why you diversify because at the end of the day, no one has the crystal ball and you don't know what what sector or what trend or industry is going to be the high flyer in, in a quarter or a year. All right. Um, it looks like net, as of right now, as I mentioned, ahead of the opening, futures are down on the uh, Dow this morning. Standard Poor up just a little bit. Um, basically, it's flat. Uh, same for the NASDAQ. Um, they are up just a little bit too, like nine points. But we'll keep an eye on that. Get another update from you here later this morning and then we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jens. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 734-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Feel free. I'd love to hear from you this morning. I did get a uh, text message in. We'll get to that coming up here uh, shortly. I want to hear from you once again. If you have received your property tax assessments in the mail, they've been mailed out. Some people have already received them. Others uh, will be getting them either in the mail today. Uh, everybody should have them by the beginning of uh, next week. Text message in at 208-336-3700 says, Just opened my property tax. They just raised the assessed value of the lot. So it's probably a wash when adding in my property tax rebate. 
interesting because they're saying across the board, uh, assessed values seem to be going down some two to three percent, others uh, up to 10, even 18 percent in assessed values. But it depends on what neighborhood you live in. Keep in mind, this is just, by the way, the assessed values. This is not your tax bill. Your tax bill based on the assessed values will come out <laughs> later this year. The other thing, when you it, get yeah, your it, assessed it, values... It will have an effect, but you know. Yeah. When you get your assessed values, that isn't the final say. You don't have to just sit there and take it, by the way. Um, you can ask to have the assessed value reassessed. You can reassess your assessment if you don't think that the valuation is fair. If you think your property went down way more than it did in this particular instance, since it says yours went up, um, you, you might ask and request made a county assessor that they come out and do a, a real assessment because a lot of times they just do drive-bys on this. Now, if your assessment is off and it uh, goes down more than you want, I, I would suggest you don't call and have it <laughs> reassessed unless you think it should have gone, gone down even more. But that is something that you are allowed to do. You don't have to just sit there and take that. So keep that in mind, those two important facts, even though the assessed values are coming out now, that is not your tax bill that will be coming out a little bit later this year. Dow is open now, down 160 points uh, as we are into uh, six minutes after the market has opened up. The uh, phone lines are open. Important to remember these. Lock them into your speed dial if you want because we have tickets to the Idaho Steelheads game coming up Saturday night. Florida Everblades will give away those pair of tickets on the way this morning before 10. Your chance to win coming up here this morning, 208-336-3700. If you have Verizon wireless phones, just hit pound 670. Lock in those speed dials and get set to win soon. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. It is 54 degrees in downtown Boise. Two senators, Michael Bennett and Peter Welch, Democrats, just introduced legislation, the Digital Perform, uh, Platform Commission Act. What it would do is establish a new federal body to provide reasonable oversight and regulation of digital platforms, a.k.a. it would create a federal agency specifically empowered to regulate what you can and can't say in online speech over the Internet. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? You mean uh, what could go wrong restricting uh, free speech? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, everything? They specifically cite cracking down on disinformation and protecting teen mental health as goals of this new bill. The uh, senator specifically touts the regulation of online algorithms to ensure that they aren't biased as an objective of the new division. The agency would be led by five presidential appointees subject to Senate confirmation and largely staffed by civil servants, It would have the authority to promulgate rules, impose civil penalties, hold hearings, conduct investigations, and support research. Could also designate systematically important digital platforms subject to additional oversight, regulation, and uh, review. Man, like I said it before, what could possibly go wrong? I, I feel like voting no. As you just mentioned, first of all, the agent... The action would immediately face a huge First Amendment challenge because the government simply 
doesn't have the right or the authority to dictate what speech companies can host on their Internet, even though they are wanting to try to do that. And the other, why would you want federal bureaucrats to have that kind of power? I mean, to to pop in and say, you can't say that here. Exactly. I mean, have we learned nothing over the last couple of years with the federal government and misinformation? You mean we as a society? Yeah. Yeah, probably close to nothing. That I mean, basically, if if this bill gets introduced, I, I God, I don't. I hope that this has no chance of passing. <laughs> the agency wouldn't be accountable Kiss to the death public, there. by the way. The, oh, they'll never pass that. <laughs> uh, the Internet overlords, or the men in power making the decisions on what you could and couldn't post on social media over the Internet, would be federal bureaucrats, not elected representatives, so Americans don't have any recourse on any of the decisions that they make either. What's more, the entire project would come at a cost, high cost to taxpayers. Because it's federal bureaucrats, so you have to pay them. They're not going to volunteer to do this for free. Mm. I mean, we saw the actual impact of Russian disinformation campaigns targeting the 2016 election. You saw a lot of the COVID-19 disinformation that came out from the federal government. And they would get to decide what is information and what that we deserve to have and what is disinformation? That's the problem. What should we tell the public about this? I think you let the public do what they're doing right now and get to decide on their own. I'm sure their intention is good. Their intention is to stop people from spreading untruths or lies. And their intention apparently partially is to stop bullying and things like that uh, for, for teenagers. However, good. There's a however coming. Oh, there's always a yeah, however because I, I have a big. The however. road, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and you essentially just get rid of free speech when you tell people what they can and can't say. The problem with free speech has always been that a lot of morons have a lot to mm-hmm. say. The other problem, and my however is, however, how many times just in the last five years have we seen? actually had confirmed where the government has lied to us and they're the ones that get to decide what's I don't know. what's it's, information and what's misinformation averaging about once an hour isn't it <laughs> 208-336-3700 pound 670 on I mean, your I mean, horizon I mean, wireless per person you can email us also if you want to get through time for a final check on what's going on with sports this morning brought to you by Porkville and cuna they are open we'll be there in a couple of weeks the hometown breakfast uh, get out some of the best chicken fried steak you are going to find anywhere breakfast lunch uh also biscuits and gravy some of the best you're going to find anywhere don't believe me try it out for yourself pork belly easy to find in downtown cuna bronco football fans can get excited about the national television package for the mountain west pac-12 and american athletic conference games all announced wednesday and boise state is going to be on tv a whole bunch The 10 Mountain West-controlled games will air on either CBS Sports Network or the Fox family of networks. That's Fox, FS1, or FS2. Broncos season opener at Washington, set to air on ABC. Broadcast details for the Boise State game at Memphis have yet to be announced. But the non-conference tilt against the Huskies Saturday, September 2nd. We now know that will be a 1.30 p.m. kick time. Boise State's matchup at San Diego State 
Previously announced as having moved to Friday the 22nd, is slated for 8.30 p.m. Mountain. It will be broadcast on CBS Sports Network. Also included in the Mountain West schedule announcement was one additional game that will shift to Friday. That's Boise State's regular season finale against Air Force. The Broncos and Falcons will kick at 2 p.m., and that will be on FS1. As it stands... 2023 marks the first time Boise State will play just two non-Saturday games since the 2012 season. I don't have enough time to tell you about when all the games are planning on airing, and that would be boring anyway. But I can tell you about the opener. On the blue, the home opener, Saturday, September 9th. It's a 5 p.m. game, and UCF is coming to town. That game will air on FS1. All the other games, we have them listed online for you at KBOI.com. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 7.53. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Email us, Mike, at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. Update for you. As bad as, you know, we like to think our legislature here in idaho is and you know it's it's the right of every idahoan to complain uh could be worse we could be in oregon longest ever walkout in oregon legislature history has now entered its fifth week by all appearances oregon's 2023 legislative session now has uh crashed amid the gop boycott of the senate over an abortion and transgender care bill so they can't get a quorum to vote on Anything. Right. They've had 10 Republicans, or maybe that's nine Republicans and one independent who have refused to show up. Senator Ted Knopp, leader of the Senate Minority Republican, says that the boycott will end only on the last day of the legislative session, which is June 25th. So we've got a few more weeks yet to go. And he said the only reason that it will end then is they will come in to pass bipartisan legislation and budget bills. Democratic Governor Tina Kotak said yesterday her talks to end the impasse have failed and that not once the abortion and gender-affirming care bill substantially amended or dead. Kotak said that they will not negotiate on that measure. Which, if the legislature ends up not voting on it, basically, yeah, is she's, dead anyway. She's right. They, they won't negotiate. <laughs> and everybody gets what they... Nobody uh, shows up. We can't do yeah, anything. Yeah. Everybody gets what they hope for. As we mentioned, uh, the 25th is the last day of the legislative session. After GOP lawmakers boycotted the Oregon legislature back in 2019, 2020, and 2021. So this is going on for a year, for a few years. Last November, voters approved a ballot measure by almost 70% margin that was supposed to stop the walkouts. Lawmakers with 10 or more unexcused absences would be disqualified from being reelected in the next term, according to the measure. But the text of the measure apparently says disqualification applies to the term following the election after the member's current term is completed. Republicans are taking that as meaning that boycotters who are up for re-election in 2024 could be candidates since their current term ends in January of 2025, with the disqualification then not coming until the 2028 election. So the wording of the measures 
text is what's in question as of right now. Lawyer hired by the Political Action Committee called Oregon's 13 Constitutional Defense Fund asked Acting State's Secretary of State Cheryl Myers uh, yesterday to rule that Knopp and Boquist, who have been two of the people who have been missing in action, can run in the 2024 election and serve terms starting in January of 2025 if they win. It appears, and this is her quote from the unambiguous text, that if they are to be disqualified from holding the office of senator, it would be for the term that begins in January of 2029, not next year. So if you're wondering, you know, if, if why they're doing this, because they could still be serving for another <laughs> five years, five years, basically, five or six. Yeah. Five or six years, basically, if that's the way this reads. So this is all going to go to court because it's very ambiguous wording in the change to the state constitution. And mm-hmm. that's why the Republicans feel they aren't in danger of not being able to run the, those who are up for election in uh, 2024 and why they refuse to show up so we'll we'll see if it, it, how this all shakes out once again it, it in court as of right now though it looks like they as we mentioned the uh, abortion and transgender health bills are going to be off the table because so, they're not never going to get a quorum for for to be able to be voted on anything you're waiting on that uh, uh you're you're waiting on something that the Oregon State Legislature would do. You have to just keep waiting, keep waiting okay. and waiting. Yeah, KBY News Time seven fifty six tonight at ten. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI eight oh six. Dow continuing to be down over a hundred points this morning. Now that it's been open for thirty six minutes. Don't forget, this is Hometown Breakfast Eve. I keep getting thrown off by the fact that we had Monday off. Tomorrow is Friday, and that means another Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We are going to be headed to Nampa. So if you're a Nampon, get ready. We're headed your way. Going to be at the uh, new griddle. It's uh, been open for a short time. Um, And we're going to be at the griddle. It's just off the freeway, Karcher, next to the Karcher. Mall and just off Karcher Road. So hopefully we'll see you there beginning at uh, 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's when we open. We'll be broadcasting from 6 until 10. And uh, a lot of fun. We'll have some uh, hockey tickets to give away. By the way, we do have hockey tickets we're giving away this morning, so don't go anywhere. Those hockey tickets will be coming up sometime here before 10. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get a chance to win those. In addition, Dirk's Bentley tickets every hour tomorrow. We have four pair of Dirks Bentley concert tickets. That is the best chance for you to get your Dirks Bentley concert tickets, uh, other than the fact if you want to pay for them, but these are free. Mm-hmm. We give you uh, only competing against people who show up for the hometown breakfast and people who actually sign up for the tickets. So these, it's a very good chance to win just for that reason alone. You should come on out, not just for the great breakfasts. Hopefully we'll see you there beginning uh, tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock when they open their doors. Wanted to get to another story. It's crazy. And part of the reason I want to get to this story is because this isn't the first time that it's happened. As a matter of fact, it's the second time in a month that this has happened. Um, But we we need a little bed for this first.
this again. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this happened, uh, by the way, in Hawaii. And the exact same thing happened in the exact same location last month. A tourist was following her GPS directions. Oh, yeah. And her directions said to drive into the ocean. So <laughs> what do you think she did? Uh, I'm going to go with drove into the ocean. She drove into the ocean. And had to be rescued by fishermen in a nearby boat. She drove into the ocean because GPS says, turn right here. And apparently the thought, (laughs) but there's no road there, was not in her mind. How much of an idiot do you have to be? And the fact that this has happened twice in a month. About that much, about two people per month. This is uh, a fisherman nearby uh, talking about and hearing about um, this woman who drove in and how they had to rescue her. Harbor, and this lady just drove into the boat ramp. Just who cares? Leave them on. Let's go. Well, they just, you got to leave the car. It's going to start taking on water right now. Hurry, it's going under. Hurry up and get out. Hurry up and come my way. Hurry up. Swim. Hurry up and come over here. That's his float. You can use it as a float. Put it under you. Give me your hand. Watch what you're stepping, okay? Here, I'll put you up on the dock. Get up in here. Come here with me. I have a lot of questions for you. What a way to end the day, huh? I'm It sounds as if she still had in mind that she might be able to back out. <laughs> Didn't that what sound like? No, I can drive. I'm fine. Hey, no, where do I? What is going what under I, the water? You need to hurry up. Now, granted, I have I've been in a situation where I've had GPS, and GPS said to turn into a cornfield. I was looking for a little league baseball field. It says turn right here. You know what I didn't do? Uh, just. Whip the car around and go. I didn't turn right into the cornfield yeah, hoping well, well to find done. a baseball field that somehow had been built a la Kevin Cosner. If you build it, they will come. If you drive into it, it will show up. But Okay, for those people out there, I won't say idiots, for those people out there who uh, like to believe everything you hear from your cell phone or your handheld device, mm-hmm. when GPS says to turn into uh, an ocean, don't. If your GPS says drive into a volcano, don't. If your GPS swears there shouldn't be a wall there, don't. And yet you see one, don't drive into it. <laughs> just, uh, like I said, it's bad enough that one person did it, but now two people in a month had done the exact same thing in the exact same place. Hopefully... The people at GPS yeah. are paying attention to this and go, all right, we're going to kill somebody if we don't fix this little glitch, whatever it is. <laughs> We've told you uh, here a little bit, maybe a week ago, Idaho residents who paid to file their taxes in 2017 through 2019 using TurboTax are due for their share of millions and millions of dollars because TurboTax basically told them that they had to pay their $30 fee, even though 
they were allowed to so, file their taxes for free. So their share of the millions of dollars is yes. 30 bucks. You're going to get about $30 per year. Um, I wanted to bring this up again only because of the fact that some people think that this is a scam. <laughs> that somebody is running a scam on them. And I guess maybe you would possibly think that it is a scam. As many people try to scam you, you've probably received something that looks like a check in the mail. Sure. You know, things like that. Um, it's not a scam. All right. People are throwing the checks away saying, oh, I'm not going to do it. Like, like good way is. to get scammed out of my money. <laughs> like that one that said, well, how can you tell the difference? And the guy says, well, real checks don't have exclamation points. <laughs> So pay attention if if you did do this, all right? You don't have to fill out. Some people are saying, well, I didn't fill out any paperwork, so I didn't think this was real. You, you don't have to fill out any paperwork. The IRS knows who you are. Um, that's why you're going to be uh, getting a check. Checks to Idahoans, by the way, if you watch, are sent by the state of Idaho. Office of Attorney General, Intuit, multi-state settlement administrator and it comes from a post office box in minnesota yeah. so yeah it sounds a little hinky when you see why is this coming from minnesota if i'm getting uh you know i file my taxes in idaho but pay attention it's not a scam it's not a scam you are getting a, a settlement could be up to 90 dollars if you used it for all three years if you happen to notice that idaho is spelled incorrectly maybe, maybe that's a then, scam yeah, yeah maybe then you might uh view it as a as a scam but if you get that check you're you're okay to cash it especially unless you of course you didn't use TurboTax, then maybe it might be a scam but yeah, yeah. um so news story out that a lot of idahoans are thinking that this was just some way uh that they were going to scam them out of the money if they put the money in their bank account somehow they were going to get their money out of their bank account so just pay attention it is not a scam 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, still on the way for you this morning. want to get to this. You heard it in the news, uh, talked about, you know, elections have repercussions. West State School District just had their levy election, tried to get a half million or half a billion dollar, that's with a B, levy passed. It did not pass. They still have to run their schools even though they don't have the money to maybe build new schools, to take care of some of the overcrowding going on into some of the other schools. So what has to be done now? We're going to talk about what West State School District is uh, looking at, and some people are not going to be happy about it. I, and I say this because I remember, now this was decades ago, um, even before Rocky Mountain School was built. Yeah. Mountain View School um, was getting way overcrowded, and they were having to bring in temporary school rooms because they had so many students there. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to redistrict and move the district lines so that some of the people living within the Mountain View School District area would have to go to school in Centennial, which wasn't overcrowded, or go to Meridian, which wasn't overcrowded. And people lost their minds. They're like, we didn't... We didn't move to Meridian School. We moved here so that we could take our kids to Mountain View. Well, yeah. well it's overcrowded by, you know, 40 students per classroom. Um, you're okay with that? And it's like, well, yeah, I don't want my kids going to down, that rundown Meridian School. <laughs> and that's that's the way they, they thought of it. It's like they Mountain View was a brand new school. Yeah. They didn't want their kids having to go to an older school, even though it was perfectly fine. It wasn't rundown. Um, but now, 
They're talking about having to move district lines to deal with overcrowding. If that doesn't happen, um, busing your students. You live in Mountain View School District. You, may, only, you may be bused to a different school district because of overcrowding. Uh, as you know, I've only lived in Idaho. In other parts of the country, when they build a brand new school, do they have to build the temporary buildings out back immediately like we do here? Well, they're not, they don't build them. They just... I mean, well, yeah. They, they just... Uh, Set them in place? Drive them in. Because sure. they're, they're basically on wheels. But getting back to the original question, do they have to do that immediately? Mm, I would say not immediately because the school's not in session as of right now. But before the next school year starts, yeah. But, I mean, they, they build brand new schools here. And before the school opens, they add extra classrooms because they don't have enough room. If, if, you're, if you're not seeing anything... Uh, odd about that then i should probably move on um i I guess maybe i'm not uh, picking up what you're throwing down Hmm. so they build a new school and it's already overcrowded it would be like build it is that what you're saying if you designed and built your dream house right and then uh at the end of that you said well too bad we only have enough room for half our stuff and like well why didn't you build it larger so you could have room for your stuff there's there's a there would be a good point and possibly the reason they didn't build it larger was because they didn't pass a large enough levy. There we go. People only agreed to pass a certain amount of but money again, to build what, what they could Is build. that something they do in other states as well? I don't know. Good question. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in on this right now, you can by emailing chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. We'll take a break for traffic and weather here when we come back. $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean is yours if you can answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That's on the way next. Don't go away. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 825. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Brian is going to get first crack at our question today. Brian, uh, $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean could be yours if you uh, can answer this question correctly. Uh, during World War II, a man got a Medal of Honor for saving 500 Marines who were trapped by Japanese forces during a uh, battle in 1942. Sadly, he ended up dying in the process. But he did save the 500 Marines and did get the Medal of Honor. Which branch of the military did the man serve in? He served in the Coast Guard. He served in the Coast Guard. Yes, exactly right. His name was Douglas Monroe. By the way, very, 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 very rare for somebody in the Coast Guard to get the Medal of Honor. As a matter of fact... Douglas is the only member yeah. of the Coast Guard to ever win a Medal of Honor. Right on. Congratulations, Brian. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you. You've got a $50 gift certificate once again to Land Ocean. It's a great story. Yeah. Other is. than the fact that he ended up losing well, his life. But, yeah, only man in the Coast Guard to ever win. Not really in the Coast Guard. You're not really okay. put in a position to... Uh, and you don't win. Yeah. You, you receive. You receive, you earn, whatever. But 20 years ago, somebody called up and said that somebody said, win the Medal of Honor. You don't win the Medal of Honor. Okay. You're exactly right. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We're not done with the winning, by the way, here today. Hockey action, believe it or not. We're in June, and we're still playing hockey. The only way you can do that is if you're playing for the Kelly Cup Championships. Idaho Steelheads are doing just that. As a matter of fact, coming up here on Saturday night, game one of the championship rounds against the Florida Everblades will get underway at Idaho Central Credit Arena. You have a chance to win your tickets. Still on the way before 10 o'clock this morning. More chances to win uh, later today with Nate Shellman. He'll have tickets for you, and we'll have tickets for you tomorrow morning as we broadcast live from the hometown breakfast at the Griddle in Nampa. But if you want to lock in your speed dog, go ahead and feel free to do that. Uh, great hockey action. Maybe the best hockey team um, to ever play in Boise. And we've even had some pro teams that play in Boise before, but this is a very good hockey team. Uh, chance to see them in the championships. Once again, Saturday night. Your tickets are for Saturday night. Your chance still on the way to win. Be ready. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 840-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. By the way, those numbers are going to come in handy. We still have the uh, tickets to give away. Idaho Steelhead Saturday night game. We'll give that away here shortly, so keep listening in for your chance to win. Phone lines we do have open for you once again this morning. Uh, if you'd like to get through, you can also email us, chris at kbui.com and mike at kbui.com. West State School District Superintendent Derek Bubb talked about redrawing elementary school boundaries and rolling modular classrooms during uh, this week's board meeting as ways for West State School District to manage their overcrowding. Major plans for construction, renovation, and improvements to all 58 West Data schools have been scrapped after voters rejected the $500 million facilities, plant facilities levy proposal last month. Bub told their trustees in the meeting that they will need to find alternative solutions to managing growth in their 40,000-plus student population. Biggest school district in the state, by the Just way. Just figure out how to do it for free. The district will prioritize projects that have a direct impact on students' educational experience. This means focusing on instructional space improvements, such as replacing accordion walls and classrooms and upgrading HVAC, lighting technology, and uh, furniture. Updates to all outdoor athletics and uh, activities areas will be minimized, and maintenance updates like new carpeting, refinishing tennis courts, and repaving parking lots will all be delayed. Now the plans for building two new elementary schools in north and south ends of the state's largest district have been rejected. The district plans to add portable classrooms to address the congestion at Star, Hillsdale, Hillsdale and Mary McPherson Elementary Schools. The state officials also plan to continue busing students to outside schools to relieve overpopulated hallways. The tight finances also now require a hiring, a soft hiring freeze. West Ada will analyze its hiring process and ensure that requested certified positions are necessary for student learning. That's what the soft hiring freeze means. It means they can still hire people. Um, They just have to make sure that they're necessary. I don't know what it means when they say if they're necessary. When a big chunk of money you were maybe planning to get doesn't come through, it does help if you uh, cut down to only that which is necessary. I don't have a dog in this fight. I did live in the West Ada, had schools, uh, kids in schools in West Ada, so I don't really have a, a dog in in this fight anymore. 
what what are your thoughts if you have kids in this in this district if you don't if your if your kids are all graduated maybe you don't have a dog in the fight and I, and I get that that's a lot of the reasons why people are like well my kids are already out of the district why do I want to vote to raise my taxes you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but if you do have kids in the districts what are your what are your thoughts on this because you're you're going to see cutbacks you're going to see overcrowding. Um, the interesting thing to me is if you have kid going <laughs> to a school that lives near your house, it's overcrowded. Guess what? They may not be going to the school near your house. You're going to be going to be bused mm-hmm. to another school someplace who has more room for your child. Is that is that more important to you, making sure that your child has the best chance at learning, or do you still want to see your kid go to a school that's near you, even remember, though it's overcrowded? I remember the first time I ever heard the word busing. Mid-70s, Boston, Mm -hmm. when they decided they needed schools to be more integrated, and so they bust uh, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids, thousands even, to different neighborhoods, and they were all angry because they said, okay, fine, there needs to be more integration. Can't we do it without having to travel like an extra (laughs) 25 miles to school? Well, and I bring this up because I do remember the fight that happened um, years and years ago. This was before Rocky Mountain School was built. This was back when Mountain View was a brand new school. And people were moving into that area in new subdivisions because they specifically wanted to be in that new school district. Well, you had serious overcrowding of 20 to 30 students per classroom, and they had to bring in the little modular temporary school rooms. Right. And people seemed to be fine with that. They would rather have that then redraw the district lines mm-hmm. so that students could be sent to either a less populated Meridian High School or Centennial High School who had rooms and openings, didn't have, um, you know, have to bring in modular schools. I, I believe those two schools still have openings, um, yeah. you know, when you compare have, them to Rocky Mountain and Mountain View. We have the most quality education you'll find anywhere. Really? How far away are you? Your thoughts. That's the important part. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Ron in Melba. Hi. I didn't, hey, realize, I to... I didn't realize the West Ada School District went all the way to Melba. I, I'm not in Melba. <laughs> I wanted to answer. I, I am in Melba. I'm not in West Ada School District. I know. I was I kidding. I wanted to answer a question that Chris had asked. He wanted to know if Idaho was the only place that they built modulars uh, at um, a brand new school. Immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had that exact situation happen here in Melba about 30 years ago, and the reason for it is we can't charge impact uh, impact fees. Mm. So when when you when you build a new school, you have to figure out how in the world do you uh, tax uh, the people who live here now to build a school for the people who are going to move in in the future. And it always works out that you have to do it the cheapest way possible. And usually the cheapest way possible is you estimate how many people you're going to have. And if you underestimate, you just built too small of a school. Are they, are they building new neighborhoods in Melbourne? Have they been? Uh, they, they just started doing so. They, there was mm. a freeze on it for a while. And we have a, a new neighborhood here, about 27 houses, and and I and I have heard plans for uh, two or three more that would probably be over 100 houses. But nobody's getting charged an impact fee of any kind. 
No, because the the the, the highway district can charge an impact fee, but mm-hmm. schools can't. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. it's illegal to do that in the state of Idaho. And since all of these neighborhoods are, you know, up against connecting roads, the highway district isn't going to charge an impact fee. The guy who develops the neighborhood is just going to build roads that connect into existing ones. So that they don't charge any uh, any any fee if the roads are being used more, just if they have to build a new one. Yeah, if they have to build a new one or if they have to make improvements to it, you know, like okay. widen it. Yeah. Thank you for the call, uh, Ron. Um, you're just about a, a month away from what I, my personal consideration, and I don't know if it still is, it's been a while since I've been there, uh, but one of the coolest 4th of July celebrations. Your town really knows how to throw a party on 4th of July. Yeah, uh, I was involved in that committee as well. <laughs> well you, you, did, you did a good job, because that's an absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful area. And the, the Melba, old-time old 4th yeah, of July. Oh, whole town shuts that's down. It. It's absolutely an amazing that is, celebration. That is fun. Yep. Old, Thank- old with an E and time with a Y. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> old timey. Hey, thanks, Ron. Appreciate the call this morning. Yep. Need to take a break? 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Want to weigh in with your thoughts? Here's your chance to do that. Phone lines are open. We'll take a break for a final check on traffic and weather. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Ron writes in, why aren't you guys talking more about the bombshell story that uh, Trump, on a phone call, claims that he took classified documents? I think because we already knew he had classified documents. Yeah, so. and, and there's a lot. we know. It, For the same reason, we don't talk a lot about what's going on with Biden. Because we don't know what, what is fact. We don't know what is fiction. There's a lot of context that could be added. I mean, is it a bad look? Yeah, it's a really bad look if this is true. Well, yeah. However, we don't know it's true. And I, I, f- I find it interesting because I had two people who are having this conversation. One is a very strong Democrat. One's a very strong Republican. And they were talking about this yesterday. And uh, the, the Democrat had asked him, uh, he had said, this is, this is really bad. Are you not concerned about this, um, that this is proof? And he goes, what do you mean this is proof? It says, we have a phone call that says that. And he, he said, for the last six years, everything you said that Trump said is a lie, and now all of a sudden this one thing is the truth? <laughs> you <laughs> you claim was... all he does is brag and tell lies, and now you're saying this is the truth? That's funny. I See, I didn't think the Republican would come up with that, but I understand where he came up with it, but... Uh, it's just funny to hear a Republican say, well, no, it's just something Trump said. It's it, That's not proof of anything. And there is a lot. I mean, if this is true, this is a really bad thing. But there's a lot we don't know about it, and that's why there's not a lot to talk about as of yet, because we don't even know if this phone call, if he is bragging to somebody, as he has done in the past. We don't know if the phone call... Um, it could be embellishing. Yeah, we don't know. It could if be this, exaggerating. If this phone call is even... Because it's a recording, how how did the phone call come into public light? Was there a warrant to get the phone call to record Trump? You know, a legal warrant? Well, you don't need that. For a wiretap? You don't need that in a lot of places. What do you mean? A lot of places you can record any phone call you want. I mean, as long as you're one of the parties on it without telling the other party. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is, is is this something, but is it something the federal government didn't get a warrant for and has a recording? Because 
that could possibly be it. Is it something that Trump recorded himself? We don't. There's so many questions. That's why that, we don't. That that's much why we I don't doubt, talk actually. about it. Actually, I doubt that. What's that? That he recorded, that he recorded himself. himself yeah. yeah that, I mean, so there's a lot of questions that we have, and it's the same reason because I get people who ask, "Why aren't we talking more about um, the investigation into Biden?" Because there's so much we don't know. Is it a bad look that his family has received millions and millions of dollars? Yeah, that's a bad look, but we don't know what they've received it for. We have questions. Yeah. It's like, why, why did all these people that have no expertise get all this money and all these gifts from foreign governments? Do we have proof that Biden got any of that money? No. So, I mean, there's nothing really to talk about other than the investigation well, is going on. Until there's something we haven't heard about yeah. yet. Yeah. Then we can talk about it. But that's the same reason we don't talk a lot of, uh, about what's going on with Biden, because a lot of it is, is just conjecture, right? Now, it is interesting um, as part of the investigation, and I don't know what's going to be happening um, with this, but apparently the FBI has basically said that they are going to ignore a subpoena from uh, the House committee that is investigating this, which well, everyone which has. seems oh, everyone, weird. Everyone else has. <laughs> because now they're saying, you can, you can ignore a subpoena, but you do risk getting held in contempt of court. Or Congress. Or con- contempt of Congress, yeah. Contempt of Congress. And what do you get for that? N- nasty looks? Um, hard to say. I guess you could go to jail, right? Well, none of, nobody has yet again. Yeah. So, so e- even though this looks bad, it's like, why are you ignoring turning over evidence that the committee is asking for? You said, I'm not turning it over. Looks bad, but why is the reason? It's not classified, so we know it's not classified documents. A very popular thing is to say, well, I'm not going to even dignify this with a response. (laughs) Um, So as of right now, it's just a threat that they're going to hold Comer. uh, Representative James Comer says that they're going to hold the uh, FBI um, Ray in contempt, mm-hmm. but that would be the next step if they don't turn over the evidence that they're well, asking if, for the committee if, to see. If Trump is reelected, he'll be fired first day anyway. That's yeah. what Trump has already said. So <laughs> Ray is gone. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we will take a break. News coming up next at the top of the hour. We also have tickets, once again, the Idaho Steelheads. You want to go see the Idaho Steelheads? Your chance to do so beginning on Saturday will come up in the next hour here on News Talk KBO. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905. Hometown Breakfast Eve. Don't forget, tomorrow morning at this time, we'll uh, be sitting down and have breakfast for you. At least, that's what we hope. You're invited to join us in Nampa tomorrow. We're going to be at the uh, Griddle on uh, Cleveland Boulevard. Come on out and join us. And once again, it's uh, very easy to get to. Just off the uh, I-84 exit there at Karcher Road, uh, come join us for breakfast. We'll have uh, concert tickets that we'll be going to be giving away tomorrow morning. Not just one, but we'll have a whole handful of Dirks Bentley tickets to give away. As a matter of fact, every hour that we're on location, we'll have more tickets to the Idaho Steelheads. We have tickets coming mm-hmm. up, uh, as a matter of fact, still on the way this morning. 
for your Idaho Steelhead. So if you would like to win your tickets, stick around. Lock in your speed dial at 208-336-3700 to do so. A lot of bacon and sausage, too. The uh, difference being we won't be giving that away. No. Um, Matter of fact, you touch my bacon, you're taking your life in your own hands. Chris nearly lost a finger one time. Idaho boy writes in. Notice I only did that once. Yeah. Uh, email Mike at KBOI.com. Um, and Chris, he, he accuses you of being way too nice here. Who's that? Idaho boy. Says the government is an entity to be considered with skepticism and the assumption of what they are doing can be used against the populace. Government doesn't get innocent until proven guilty because of how much power they hold. This bill about the federal government having final say over everything that goes over the Internet is a bad idea mm-hmm. made by folks looking to shore up more government power. Chris, I, well, I did say it was a bad idea. Chris is way too nice about these guys. They're not doing this because of bullying, etc. It's a power grab, as Marxists usually well, do. See, uh, the, the deal is I don't always believe that. Because people are almost anything done by the government, somebody says, hey, this is just a power grab. And it's usually not, because if you look back, most of these guys never end up grabbing any power. If everything is a power grab, then they fail about 99% of the time. Um, the, way, the way I look at it, the, the government is and is supposed to be kind of just an extension of the rest of us. You know, it, it's not like you get a, a government job and suddenly you're not a citizen and don't have neighbors anymore. You're still a person. So, this, yeah, I'm, this, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are power hungry, but it's up to the rest of us to weed out those people. And this does seem like a, a little power hungry, even though the two Democrats that are bringing up this bill wouldn't necessarily hold the power of being able. But, but I mean, why would anybody, especially all you have to do is look at the last five years. Why would you want the government having final say what gets to be on the Internet? Okay, it was proposed by somebody who would probably like to be the one who has that final say. Very well could and, be. And assumes that he would be able to do it and do it you know, ever, ever so fairly. This is about a bill we talked about earlier this morning being proposed by two Democrats that the federal government put together an agency that would have final say over everything that goes out on the Internet. No, and see, that's just fascist it's just it's the most idiotic thing why why does the federal government based on the fact that federal government how many times they have been wrong just within the last three years on what was and what wasn't misinformation when it came to covid just just covid specifically why would you want the federal government being able to say sorry this is this is true information and this is not true information and then have a two years down the road. By the way, remember when we said that all that was misinformation? We lied. It was really okay to say because now it turns out that that was totally true. So that was misinformation. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that's what the government. That's what this bill would would do. Well, and I, I mentioned a thing about like morons earlier, uh, and I I didn't mean that you know morons are the only people who speak out in public. That's not even close to being true. But everybody has freedom of speech, meaning that you have freedom of speech to talk about a subject whether you know what you're talking about or not. And a lot of people embellish and talk about things that they don't know anything about. We do it. Everybody does it at Mm -hmm. some point. Sometimes if you're smart, you listen more than you talk about something you don't know about and and learn. But everybody kind of goes with, I mean, even experts go with what the information we have at hand. 
what's what's that thing? All all we know is what we know. Yeah. So, but I, I, you, people get it wrong. Sometimes they get it wrong on purpose because they're trying to pull something. I like to think that's a relatively small percentage of people. On the other hand, like that person who just wrote in probably thinks I'm being too nice or very naive about it. Because <laughs> there are some people that think everyone's a crook. But usually it's because they are. It's the price of freedom of speech, right? Sure. Having idiots spouting off stuff that they may not know a whole well, yeah. lot about. Well, or if people say something that makes you mad, they still have a right to say something yeah. that makes you mad. And you can get a lot of people on your side by being completely wrong. And and that's just part of the, I, I, I don't want to call it a game because that makes it sound like I'm taking it lightheartedly, which I'm not. But that's kind of the way the game is played. Uh, you have a responsibility, no matter who you follow, no matter you know what you do, of figuring out whether or not they're completely full of it, well, or, and then or anything that rhymes with that. You you also have the added thing here of you know here we are talking about trying to cut back the budget, and increase the debt ceiling. This would be a tax payer funded bureaucracy. They're not going to volunteer to have all this power. They're, this would be non-elected officials appointed by the president. That's what they want, five non-elected officials to get to decide for us what is and isn't true information yeah. on, on Facebook, Twitter, all social media. It just, just It's bad from the start. Yeah, and, and I don't want to say beware of anyone who volunteers to do something for free, but beware of People anyone who... Volunteers to do something for free. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Rich in Boise, what do you want to complain about today? Well, you're the one that was complaining, but I mean, yeah, that's what you do every day. What did but, What did I complain about? Oh, oh, today I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I didn't haven't listened to all your show. You were complaining about some two Democrats passing a bill, but anyway, I want to talk about that phone call. With Trump, the point wasn't that he had a classified document. The point was he admitted that he knew he didn't have a right to declassify documents and spread them around. That was the importance of that call. Right. Didn't matter if he had one or not. But he, he you know, because he's been saying, well, he could declassify them with his mind. But that proved that he knew that he couldn't. And that, though, I mean, he's been saying that, you know, he had the right. But now, now he's admitting that he knew he didn't have the right. That kind of throws his argument in a bind. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. It, that'll. I mean, it, assuming this all goes to court, which I guess it's headed there, I'm sure this phone call will be a big part of it. Yeah, and, if, and it, if it call, was obtained legally, once again. Well, yeah, the, the, the phone call there. Trump had people recording it. There were reporters there that were writing a book about. Oh, I don't know who was that his aide or something. Uh, I don't know what it's called. So there were reporters on the line. So it was a legally obtained phone call. Uh, so you know, but that that that's the importance. Now of just it. It just because there were reporters on the line doesn't mean it was legally obtained. Well, well yes, it, it does. It, if he was it, talking it does, to the actually. reporters, yeah, it does. You know, if he was talking to the reporters, if it was an open phone call, right, right. Could re- and, and that sort of re- reporter's job is to record those phone calls. So, yeah. It, no, I get, I, I get that part, but we still don't know, did, did the reporters, because I haven't seen that anywhere reported as of yet, did the reporters just turn over this tape to the 
people investigating, the FBI investigating. That's that's the part where I say we still don't yeah, know. It, the it, other, the it, other part you is... Don't, you don't have to have permission to do that. No, you don't, but we don't know if it's happened or not. We don't. No one has said whether they willingly gave over the tape or not. We don't. We don't know that. So, that's why. So that's comes, why I'm saying for you, it comes down to whether it's a stolen tape or not. No, I'm saying if it was obtained legally, it doesn't have to be stolen. If you if you get something and it could be perfectly, and we've seen this in court cases, how would you, cases how would you obtain it illegally though? If it were, if it you see it all stolen. the time. Okay. You don't. You, you get a tape and you didn't. You didn't get it through a warrant. You got it some other way. Like hacking. Hacking, which it, is stealing. It, which, well, yeah, kind of. I guess it would be stealing. Um, and we haven't heard one way or the other whether the reporters gave this up. They very well could be. I'm just saying, and and, and I'll say the other thing, Rich. For five years, it, it's the same conversation. Yesterday, Rich, you you've been complaining that Trump lies about everything, but now all of a sudden, well, now he's telling the truth. No, well, he 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 might not have been telling the truth about actually having that document there. But he was telling the truth about what he thought. Yeah. He was saying that's what he believed, and that's the point. Because when, when he goes to court and he tries yep. to make a defense and say, "Well, I thought these, I thought I had a right to do this," this proves that he knows he and, didn't have a right to and, do it. And in court, you can testify that yes, I know I said that, but I was lying, and that's not what's important. What's important is that you said it. Well, and you would also you would yeah. also have to have corroborating evidence to prove to to back up his boast, whatever he said. On, on the phone line too you can't just well he said it so that means he has it no you're you're missing the point casper he, knew, he said what he he, he said what he believed no, i get that i totally know that i i totally yeah, he, know that he said what he believed so you don't need you don't need cooperating evidence to back up what he said he believed well of course you do because he said he believed no no you don't he said let he me let me explain it, it to you rich because you apparently don't understand if he says he believes that and he doesn't and has never had the document in his hand that's not illegal. But that part's a given. No, it's not a given. It has to be proven in court. That is not a given. All that stuff has to be proven in court. But he did have the document. We don't know that yet. That's the claim. That's that's the allegation is that he had the document. We don't know that. It's ne- it's never gone to court. All these are just allegations as of right now. Well, it has okay. to be proven in court. So if he does not have classified documents, no matter what he said on the tape, doesn't mean anything. That's that's why I say you have to have the corroborating evidence to go with it. Now, it may all be true. I'm not saying it's well, not. On a, on a scale of, uh, say, zero to 100, how certain are you that he had uh, documents that were classified? Doesn't matter what my opinion is. It only well, matters I what just, you can prove in I, court. I would just like to hear that. I don't, I don't have an opinion on a scale of 1 to 100. Okay. I, I My, like, mine's about ninety-eight. I like to hear what happens in court, and I'm just thinking if it's if that's the case, it probably won't be that difficult to prove in court. Exactly, but it still has to be proven in court. Oh, I know that. Yeah, taking um, five minutes. It could take five minutes. He could be found innocent too, or not guilty. How many times have we seen? I'll I'll use O.J. Simpson as an example. I was a hundred percent sure that he was guilty. He was found not guilty in court. And I was 100% sure. I'm not saying Trump is not guilty. You could assume that he's always telling the truth and his life just happens to be one big (laughs) box of Schrodinger's cat. (laughs) You you know, I don't think I'm going to go that far. (laughs) 
know that he's always telling the truth. 208-336-3700. we got to take a break before uh, our producer Nathaniel, Nathaniel takes off uh, his helicopter with his arm waving. Um, if you want to get through it right now, go ahead. Email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922, phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. A couple of uh, emails and uh, text messages. This email uh, says, before you start believing uh, Trump's phone call that should have came out a year ago, I've heard AI do impressions recently, and AI is finally very good. I don't believe this call until Trump says something about its ferocity. I wouldn't pass it uh, uh government or media to lie about us about trump again mm. interesting that's good i even i even made an ai thing of myself the other day did you how was it just uh-huh. your, your voice you mean it it was a little off because it kind of it like my upper lip wasn't where an upper lip should be but apart from that <laughs> um, so this was a video not audio well yeah it was but it had audio as well now if you were to play this for somebody in your family say your wife and you played it for your wife would it fool your wife uh Maybe I don't. I, I really couldn't say the, the the video didn't. I'd be interested. To, obviously, I'd be here interested to just hear the AI audio of yeah. that because I listen to you every day for four hours every day. Mm-hmm. Your wife probably ignores you for four hours every day. Oh, easily. Um, another text message says, "Guys, remember the president can have under Presidential Act classified docs. You cannot just record the president's phone call." By the way, no, and I and that's what I said. We don't know where the phone call. Well, he wasn't president when the call actually was, came uh, from. Yeah, Denny in Napa said something similar. He said concerning the segment talking about Trump once again, who allegedly has had a phone conversation admitting to holding classified documents. I wonder if the possibility exists that AI speech generation might be somehow involved. Uh, I I don't think it's likely in this particular case, but you know, I I don't rule anything out. The part where if Trump knew that he had. And I haven't seen that in any of the stuff that I've read. Um, if Trump knew that he had reporters on there, why would he have, be having this conversation about, I have classified documents, but I don't know if I'm able to classify them or not, or if they were classified. If I can just think about classifying, are they classified still? Or uh, th- I try not That to seems answer. weird to me that he would have this conversation knowing that there were reporters on the line. I try not to answer, like, you know, why would Trump say this? Because a lot of times I don't know. I but, don't, and I don't know. Um, and that's why, I, and I, I want to be, I'm looking at this as the most basic down the middle way I can. Trump may be guilty of everything that he's being accused of. I mean, this is a story being reported today, but I'm saying I still have questions. There's still a lot of proof that has to come out, out of this. What is it? Occam's Razor, the. Simplest, simplest, the simplest explanation is probably yeah, the true one. Probably the true one. Eric says, uh, Casper never will believe Trump did anything without proof. The tapes in question were on his aides, <laughs> Margot Martin's computer that she turned over to the investigators. It was obtained legally and is audio proof that Trump knew he was able to unclassify material after he unwillingly left office. Trump can say, I'm guilty, I did it, and here is the proof, and Casper will still come to his defense like the loyal lapdog he is. Yeah, you're an idiot. Read that first paragraph of that again. Casper never will believe Trump did anything without proof. Stop right there. Okay. You are 100% right. And as a matter of fact, I'll go beyond Trump, and I do the same thing with Biden. 
I will never believe anything without proof. If you're going to believe anything with without having proof, you're just stupid. Sorry. I hate to be that blatant. You can have opinions without proof, mm-hmm. but you're right. I'm not going to believe something or you can infer without from, proof. You can infer from experience. That may be one of the dumbest things I've heard this week on our radio station. Casper is only going to believe stuff when he has proof. You know what? I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had a, a religious uh, conversation one time. And they were talking about how they didn't believe in God. And the other guy says, well, surely you don't just believe in things that, that you can prove. And the guy's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. With that, let's uh, give away some tickets. Would you like to go see maybe one of the best teams to ever play hockey here in Boise? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller number six, you're going to be going to Saturday night's game, Idaho Central Credit Arena. Uh, Puck drops at 710 on Saturday night. You've got a free pair of tickets right now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 9.34, congratulations to Julie Helms. Got herself a pair of tickets to the Idaho Steelheads. Get to go to the game on Saturday night, first game of the series. Seven-game series, if needed. First two games played Saturday and Sunday here. Next week, they will be traveling to Florida for three games, if they need all three games. It hasn't quite happened that way. I don't steal it. It's pretty amazing, considering that they were down 0-2 in that first series yeah. and just have completely dominated since then. Since then. Some great goalkeeping going on right now, except for one game where they were ahead were they four to one and end up losing five to four? A little lackadaisical in that game in the last series, but since then uh, that's the only game that they've lost so far. So um, could be a good series. Uh, we've got tickets that we'll give away. Nate Shelman will have some more coming up this afternoon. We'll have tomorrow uh, morning. We'll have more tickets to give away once again. That'll be coming up at uh, our hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing, which, by the way, you are invited to join us at tomorrow morning in Nampa. We're going to be at the Griddle again. If you've never been there, or if you've been to one of the Griddles, uh, very similar. Do have a few different menu items, but great menu, great food, and lots of it, too, tomorrow. So get to the Griddle once again, uh, just off the freeway. Get, very easy to get to. We get to a, like a breakfast place, and we turn into Ron Swanson from <laughs> Parks and Rec. You know? You're not wrong. So the greatest thing in life is breakfast. Food. It is. It is. I breakfast at dinner. How often do you eat dinner at breakfast? Have you ever eaten dinner at breakfast? Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. That, oh, have you? Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten dinner at breakfast, but I've eaten breakfast the for only, every single meal of the day. Most of my life, the only consistency in my schedule has been its inconsistency. I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, 936-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Kathy writes in, email says, your uh, caller earlier assumes way too much. Even if the tape is admissible, Trump had stupid luck. I don't know what what she means by that. Uh, It's also proven by video that when the documents were removed and put on a helicopter with Trump and unloaded at Mar-a-Lago, Trump was still president and Biden was not sworn in as of yet. The video has the timeline has already been disclosed. So even if Trump 
said he thought he had classified documents. He may not have been aware of the timeline at the time of the recording. Right. Which, in, in which case, when they said, hey, you have documents, you need to give them back, he probably should have said, okay, sorry, didn't know I had them. Yeah, it probably would have been a good idea not to argue and say, no, they're not classified. Yeah. I already declassified Because right about now, that's the only difference between the two. You know, because uh, Biden had some stuff in his garage, and when they said, okay, we'll need that back, he said, okay, here, have it back. It did, and, it did and, take a long and, time. And right for, now, that's the only difference. It did take a long time for him to uh, give them back. True. It wasn't right away either. No. Uh, Tim wrote it. He says, Casper, it doesn't matter if Trump had a classified doc or not. He admitted he couldn't share documents, something he said he could do in the past. Okay, admitting that he couldn't share documents is not illegal. True, but he's been <laughs> but he's been maintaining all along that it was fine. He could do what he wanted. You know, he was the one who unclassified him, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then no, apparently and I, during I totally this phone call, that. he said, "I realize this is not the case." Yeah, and, and I I totally get that. Probably not in so many words. I totally say this is not looking good. But it, it, like I said, I, it, there are still facts that there are questions about in this particular case. But I mean, you know, he he'll probably you know he'll probably fight it and might win. He's clearly got dozens of lawyers, new ones all the time. Do you think he's only got dozens? <laughs> Hundreds, maybe. I don't know. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. I wanted to get to this. I, I, I wanted to try to get to this yesterday, but we got into uh, helping somebody from Oregon move to uh, Idaho <laughs> yesterday. Um, Didn't even borrow a pickup truck. A uh, Democratic lawmaker in Texas uh, offered an answer when pressed to define uh, the word woman um, recently. And there's a reason I wanted to play this particular item, because we, we've heard this argument a lot. Take a listen. You allow for the what you what you say is a trans woman to compete against the women, correct? Yes. Well, okay. I don't now because we banned it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is a woman? I'm sorry. What is your question? What is a woman? What part of this bill are you referring to with this question? I, I'm I'm asking you to answer the definitive nature of of your statement. You're I believe asserted, you've asserted a woman from is, the front uh, mic. Multiple when a woman times. tells me they're a woman, I know they're a woman because I trust them to give me that answer. So can, can you define a woman? I just did. When they tell me they're a woman, then they're a woman. It's but not for you, me Can you define that? I just without, did. That's my answer to you. Mr. Busey, can you define it without using the word? Because for you to say a woman is a woman is not a definition. I'm asking you to define the term without using the word. I because trust if you to tell me what gender you are, and I trust everybody on this floor to tell me what gender they are, or to not tell me, because it's none of my business. But you now, I, I played that to give you this, and we've heard that argument a lot. If somebody tells you you're what, they're a woman, you just have to believe them. It's not up to you to say whether they are or not a woman. And you've heard that from liberals a lot recently with a lot of this going on. New laws being made up. However, apparently that's only the case if you actually believe that they are and believe that they are a woman claiming that they're a woman. 
I bring this up um, because a Republican has now, Ryan Webb, says that he is a lesbian woman of color. He's from Delaware County in Indiana. Announced he identifies as a woman, not just any woman. Ryan has searched his soul and found that he's a woman of color. And since he's still uh, attracted to females, that means he's also a lesbian. He said he identifies as a woman of color, says he has an extensive Native American history. His mother and father both have Cherokee blood in their lineage. He says, I'm continuing to retain my preferred pronouns of he and him, and I am married to my beautiful wife, Brandy. It makes me a lesbian because I'm completely in love with her, and even though I identify as a woman, we have six children together, so I think it, it more than qualifies. Webb also said that he wanted to help pave the way for anyone who wants to identify as anything they choose. Which sounds reasonable based on some of the arguments, except when you have... People say, well, wait a minute, we don't think he's really a woman. He's just doing this as a publicity stunt. And then all hell breaks loose. The person Ryan Webb announced publicly on social media that he now, now identifies as a lesbian woman of color. If he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. In none of my jobs in the last 21 years, and that is many, many jobs, would I have been permitted to mock and disrespect my customers. And if that were true, we would all be proud of you. And no one would be denying your right to do such things and to identify by your heritage. But your open mockery of these communities is insane. In order to demand for the resignation of Ryan Webb, the posts Mr. Webb made on April 12th were offensive on many, on many levels. After hearing these complaints, Ryan Webb responded. I'm being dead serious. You don't get to question me. You do not get to require proof from me. You were part of the movement to help establish these rules and set the bar. Touche, Councilman. Touche. <laughs> um, he's not wrong. I mean, everybody, you're not allowed to question pronouns. It's like, these are my preferred, you have to honor my preferred pronouns. You have to honor if I'm a biological male who says that I'm a female. Well, unless you don't agree with them, apparently. This is how idiotic some of this stuff really is. You mean goings on in legislatures? Legislatures. Um, this this particular thing is is a, a council, city council in Indiana. Mm. So this isn't a legislature, but it's like, like if you legislature junior. Yeah, if if you demand that you believe everybody when they say that they're a woman without proving that they are a woman, and then somebody like this says that they are a woman, then then now all of a sudden you're saying, well, you don't believe everybody because this person. We think this person is mocking in our opinion, so this person really isn't a woman or a lesbian, neither one. Now, granted, that may be true, but on one hand, you don't get to say you have to believe everybody except the people we say you don't have to believe. Jim and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. You know, guys, we've given way too much airtime and way too much thought and energy for this, this nonsense. And it'd just be like if Chris or you... You know, told me, hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. You know what? No, you're not. You shut your mouth when you talk to us. If we want to be Luke Skywalker, we can be. Now, what if Mark Hamill said it? I I had a funny feeling you would do that. (laughs) Uh, So, so, all right, all right. Don't tell me you're R2-D2, okay? Okay. (laughs) That's a a better example. 
there we go. Because uh, I guess anybody could dream to be Luke Skywalker, right? But it, we've just given way too much. Uh, we've given way too much energy and too much uh, of our ear to this nonsense. Uh, like the transgenders, we're talking about a fraction of one percent of the of the population, and they try to dictate and control everything we do in our lives. Um, I'm telling you, either one of you guys, I know who both of you are. If I see you on the street and you tell me you're a woman, I'm going to just start snickering and laughing and going, well, I know you're not, so what's your next joke? It's just enough already. I mean, it's enough already. When you look at a guy that's six foot tall and has shoulders as wide as Franco Harris and, and identifies as a chick, it's not a chick. And I just think we should stop talking about it. It's a waste of our time. Problem is, uh, thanks for the call, Jim. We can't stop talking about it because of some of the stupid laws that are being made up right now. Democrats in Nevada legislature passed an amendment to penalize school boards this week that prevent biological males who identify as female from using women's locker rooms and competing on girls' sports teams. They will now be fined $5,000 per day for not allowing biological males in girls' sports. 5000 per day. So a school district can't even make their own decisions now. That's why this isn't going away. Now, I, do I think we're still going to be talking about this? I really, in my opinion, I don't think we're going to be talking about this in five to ten years. Because we'll have solved it? No. I, I think it's become so stupid that it will just go away. And I say Is this, that how things work in America? In, 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 some, in some cases... Like for instance, Name one. <laughs> well, I can I, give me a chance, and I and I, okay. I could go up uh, on things. I know, that I'm putting you on the spot. I'm seemed, sorry. Yeah, it seemed really important at the time that we don't talk about COVID, for example. We have not stopped talking about COVID. We don't talk about it every day anymore, and yet it's still just as prevalent today as it was a year ago. And now, all of a sudden, it's not important. Well, it's not in the headlines anymore. This is in the headlines. So I don't think still, this is going to be in the headlines. It's still relatively to important to the people who come down with it. Right. But nobody else is, seems to be talking. Federal government, hey, emergency's over, even though it's just as yeah. bad as it was you know, a year ago. That's what I'm saying. But there, there again, the, to, to, the, uh, to the government, it's officially over in, in the same way that if you said to somebody, well, define a woman – uh, the correct answer would be, well, I uh, let's see, what state am I in, and w- <laughs> what does the law currently state here? What can I and, can, and, and can I will, I, I will and answer that question. No, in I'm trouble. looking for your opinion. My opinion doesn't count because you know I'm I'm a lawmaker, not a uh, an you know an opinion right. setter or whatever. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon watch. Take a quick break. More Influencer. on the way in the final segment next. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.51. Phone lines blew up. I'm going to apologize right now because I don't think we're going to be able to get to all of you, but I'm going to try the best I can for the end of the segment. Kevin and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, thanks, guys. I called in way back when you're talking about Trump, and I just wanted to say real quick, you said that you wouldn't believe anything without proof. Let me ask you a question for the both of you. Where do you lie when you're not allowed to see the proof? And what? When the government prevents you from seeing the proof. I guess then you probably wouldn't believe it, right? 
So the top story right now, which they throw all this stuff out every day to get you to talk about transgenders or talk about Trump, but the top story that should be out there, probably the biggest thing that's happened in this country government's history, may be this $5 million bribery paper that Christopher Ray won't, won't let the Congress see, which he's now in contempt of Congress, and he said he let them look at it, He's not. He let he's bring he's not in public. contempt as of yet. Uh, they are threatening. They are, th- they are threatening yeah, to will, hold him in contempt. Be. Yeah. But but why are we talking about that when you have a government agency that's withholding everything? It's just like the elections. They never allowed any of them to go in front of a court, even though the number of questionable votes is greater than the number you know mar- of the margin of win. About the fact that you know we've got the IRS that. Uh, ended an investigation on Hunter Biden when a whistleblower came forward about the, the monies and the, the wrongdoing that he did. I mean, all this stuff is, is proof they're not allowing us to see. So when you say you won't believe something without proof, what do you do when the government takes away the ability to see the proof? When you say, and, and, and I know we're going to run out of time here, but uh, when you say they don't allow the evidence to go to court. Who are you referring to when you say they? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I would guess if I had, I mean, there's a million words for it. The uh, deep state, the establishment, the Democrat Party. I don't know. So you Whoever's think running the government? I know. Do you, you I think, think the they court, have that much power over federal judges to be able to say you can't hear this case, so kick it out of court? Judges are political. Judges are all are basically put in place by, by political figures of one party or another. Right, but, but some of those judges that judge did refuse not that. to hear the cases were put in place by Trump. And a, Well, that is true, but a lot of these were not. Okay. Because 100% of the time, you've got to question it. All right. right now, I want to know why no, the and I agree with you. talking yeah. about that. I agree with you, and I say the same thing. I've said the same thing. We we talked about this earlier with Biden. It's like it's the same reason we don't talk a whole lot. Thank you for the call uh, about the guy Biden case because there's right now just allegations. We don't necessarily haven't seen the proof as of yet. That doesn't mean it's not out there. It doesn't mean we won't see it. Very well could. Uh, we just report on the allegations. David in California got about thirty seconds here. Oh well, I I was interested in uh, the sex change thing, but a bigger issue right now is COVID in China. Uh, they're thinking they have 65 million cases this week. Last week they only had 40 million cases. So don't believe for a minute that COVID is no uh, it, that COVID is over. It is definitely not over. Yeah, but it's in China. It'll never come here from the United States. It's way over there in China. Uh, that's what they said. <laughs> I know, I'm being sarcastic. Thank you for the call, David. Mutates, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate the call. Thank you. Apologize don't you, to don't, you, don't you hate it when something you wish would die keeps trying to stay alive? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I just hope it doesn't come back and we start to see all this rigmarole again. Although, now we know a little bit more. We, we, we know that, you know, if you get a vax, if you get vaccinated, it's not going to protect you by giving it to somebody else. It sounds like you're or saying. getting it. Wow, I can't wait till one of these days when nothing's complicated anymore. <laughs> and thanks thanks for the happen. phone calls, the emails. Sorry we didn't get a chance to get all the phone calls there, but the phones just blew up towards the uh, end of the show. That's what Friday is all about, though. If you didn't get through this morning, it's open phones Friday. 
tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow is Friday. And don't forget, Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Chris and I will be broadcasting live from the Griddle, 1124 Caldwell Boulevard, the Karcher Mall in Nampa. You're invited to stop by. Dirk's Bentley concert tickets every single hour. We've got more tickets. The Idaho Steelheads, lots of fun, all happening tomorrow morning, 6 until 10. Hope to see you there.